What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mellow Mondays podcast. Um, this week, we are going to be talking about RV life. I realized last week when we kind of talked about this transition from touring to living out in Colorado, being a fly fishing guide, that I kind of just talked about the RV briefly. Um, but it's been one of the biggest changes in my life over the past year. Um, yeah, I thought maybe it'd be something that people would find interesting. There's a lot going on in culture today about living RV life and how glamorous and amazing it is, which I'm not saying it's not, it's pretty sick, but there are also a lot of things that go into living in an RV and a lot of things that needed to be figured out. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, might be something that you all find interesting, um, for the longest time, I had always wanted to live in an RV. I kind of talked about that last week. And I don't know why. And I think me and my girlfriend kind of sat down and talked about it. We both agreed that it would be something that I want to do it now when I'm young versus uh, when we get older. Not to say we wouldn't have an RV when we get older. But it seems like people live their whole lives, work, and then retire, buy an RV, and start traveling around. It's like, well, I, I kind of want to do that now. So. We had this little dream. Like I said, we found this RV for a super good deal. Uh, but the big thing that I learned, especially when buying used RVs, is checking for little defects, especially water damage. So water damage is like, it's inevitable in RVs. I mean, it's not whether or not an RV is going to leak. It is when is the RV going to leak. And unfortunately, we have a 2001, so it's 21 years old. We bought it with some water damage. I did not notice the water damage when we bought it. Otherwise, I probably, I I don't know. In hindsight, it worked out, but I, at the time, I was very frustrated and it was a lot of stressful work. So I ended up cutting out all the, the pieces that were damaged. I cut them out and I replaced the foam and all this stuff. And it was very stressful because the last thing you want in your walls is mold growing while you live in this tiny little box, right? Like that's, that's not the ideal situation. So we figured out that issue. And I guess this is fresh on my mind because I'm seeing some delamination on the outside of the RV. So basically you have this little um, outer wall. I don't know if it's like this fiberglass sheet or what it is. I can't remember what it's made out of, but the outer layer of the RV is starting to delaminate from the walls. So you can see these little spots where there's bubbles. That's typically a pretty good indication that moisture has gotten in there and it's causing that glue to separate. Um, it's not an ideal situation. So I kind of went in the process the other day of resealing all the windows and the various um, places above those spots that possibly water or moisture could have gotten into. Just because water's gotten into your walls doesn't mean mold and stuff is growing. Like, some of those spots, they don't feel very soft. It doesn't feel like the wood is rotting out. So it's not like this huge cause for concern, but it is something that in the future we're probably going to have to address, which is fine. It just, it takes a lot of time and then you have to, you know, you're living in your RV and you're trying to do work on it. Uh, but that is the the biggest thing I would say if you're interested in RV life or like what it's like, The one of the most important things is upkeep with your maintenance, like just making sure that you are on top of things and constantly fixing things that need to be fixed and preventing things before problems occur. 
water is one of the biggest ones, making sure all your seals are good, that sort of thing. Um, we've had issues with our shower where our shower was leaking. The, the bottom pan um, had a little crack in it. So I've sealed that and we fixed that problem. But these little issues that arise can be very frustrating and they can also cause a lot of damage. So I'm not like the most handy person in the world. I am really good at being resourceful. I'm really good at watching YouTube videos and figuring out what I need to do to fix a problem, which is basically what I've done with all of the RV stuff. I mean, we did this full renovation with floor, blinds, painting the cabinets, you know, all these different things. I mean, I've I've never really done anything like this. So it was really good practice, to be honest, and it was an, a relatively easy space to learn on because it's so small. Um, but that, that would be my first, like, big tip, is making sure that you are capable of doing these things with upkeep because if you don't it can go downhill really quick and you can have a lot of problems um, we've had issues with our heater in the winter where the heater's gone out once again youtube is your best friend like i learned it was this little sale switch in it that wasn't being engaged so it ended up being a simple fix knock on wood we haven't had any issues with our ac or our fridge yet well i say our fridge i've learned that you can't start your refrigerator on an incline there's a safety shut off and if you try to start it too many times it throws an error code that you then need to reset and last year when we were coming out to colorado that was the issue we were having and so i was freaking out that our fridge was broken all this stuff once again a little bit of youtube a little bit of diving into the manuals i figured out okay it's really not that big of a deal and it's uh it's working fine now so that that is like the the big thing is upkeep being resourceful making sure that you know um places to go to get things fixed because inevitably something's going to go wrong especially when it's something as old as our rv is um it's just an invaluable thing that you really got to stay on top of because I think it's hard. You you think of an RV as like, oh, it's cool. It's like this little trailer that we live in or whatever, but it's exactly like owning a home. It's just smaller. It's a lot less insulated and it's a lot less protected from the elements. I mean, it's just getting beat down on rain and snow and the heat and all this stuff. So at some point I need to probably reseal the roof so we don't have any leaks on the roof this year. But, you know, it, it's just always something that needs to be done. And I think being able to prioritize what needs to be done immediately what can be put off for a little while, uh, you, you'll learn those things. But that's one of the, the biggest maybe cautions I have is just yeah making sure you stay on top of those things. And then maybe transitioning into like, what is it like to live in an RV? I think last year was a really good trial run to figure out how we wanted our RV actually set up. Living in an RV sounds really cool, but it is a small space, and that's not a bad thing at all. I I actually really like the small space, and, and so does my girlfriend. But it does present you with some problems that you have to overcome. Like, you just don't have as much room as you do in a house. And so it forces you to only have what you absolutely need in the RV, which is, I think, really freeing because we kind of live in a society and culture that it's just all about these things that we have and, you know, filling up a house or whatever. Not that that's wrong. It, I don't think it is. But I like the freedom of just having the right amount of clothes I need. I have one winter jacket and one nice jacket. You know, I don't need three or four of them. Like all of my fishing stuff stays in my truck. And then we have these various spots for 
the other little things that we have like we we do have quite a bit of storage in here especially since we only have two people living in the rv um but a lot of our our wet bays underneath the rv we have a lot of storage and that's where we put just various things that we need to fix the rv um and then we have a little spot in the back as well with all of our tape and nails and various fasteners and velcro and all these different things that you need um we used to store all of these things underneath the couch, but since we got rid of the couch this year, uh, we had to be a little more resourceful and put it somewhere else, which honestly, the systems worked out fine. But that, that I think is the big thing. And two, if you're in a situation where you're buying a new RV, it's probably not as big of a deal because the layout is probably going to be what you want it. But when we bought this Class C, the layout wasn't the best suited for us i mean you guys saw the the old videos like we had this couch here and then everything behind me was kind of the same but by getting rid of that couch and adding this desk and the lazy boy chair we've really just opened up the rv so much more than i anticipated and then the big thing is adding this desk for me um i've talked about it multiple times but like the biggest frustration for me was not having a desk that i had for not having a desk for stuff like for my fly tying stuff for my computer like I just like having my own little space I, if you're familiar with the Enneagram I am a Enneagram 4 so a lot of times everything is all about the vibe like it has to fit this certain feel and it makes me feel kind of at home I've got my little plant and stuff on the desk so it's a space that I can call my own which you have to have like my girlfriend's bedroom in the back is kind of her space to make her own. You know, she has her bedspread. It's these little things that make it feel like home. And that is maybe one of the biggest differences between buying a used RV and doing modifications yourself or just purchasing a new RV. Not that new RVs don't have character. I mean, they certainly do and you can make it your own. But I didn't I didn't anticipate how much I would like making the RV feel like our home and putting in the things that we wanted to feel. I'm sorry, putting in things that we wanted wanted to to make it feel like our own home. And I'm really glad we did. I'm a little worried about the resale value of it. Um have have read a few things that say doing your own personal modifications can hurt the resale value just because like I mean it's kind of catered to our taste. But if you saw it before, I, I honestly don't think it's going to hurt us very much in this case. I mean, the floor looks so much better. The cabinets look a million times better. The blinds. Really, the only thing that I think will hurt us is the fact that we have this setup with a desk and a chair that are free moving. So our setup is really geared towards living in one spot. We don't drive the RV very often uh, because when you drive it, you have to put a blanket down. You have to put things on top of it. So other RVs are maybe a little more suited for just traveling from campground to campground where we have it set up more for living in it full time in one spot, which is fine. It's just a difference in how we do things. But that would be that would be my second thing is figure out a way to make the RV your own and figure out a way to optimize your storage. I mean, storage is huge and having a flow that works well is invaluable. Like even little things like I have a trash can to my left here and then behind that is my clothes hamper. And so it's like then you don't have dirty clothes just sitting all over the place, although I sometimes do because it's sometimes annoying to access it. But just finding little things that 
help your day go smoother and make it not feel cluttered and always have a system like everything always goes back in the same exact spot and we know where things go and yeah it just helps helps it feel a little more homey it felt helps it feel um not cluttered which is nice because sometimes like in this small space when you have just stuff stacked everywhere it can feel a little claustrophobic but i i think we found a good balance and it took us time i mean we lived in it all last year and then that allowed us to make these changes over the winter and have it set up a way that we think will be most efficient for us which is um yeah which is great and i don't know i think the other draw for <clears throat> excuse me i think the other draw for maybe rv living is just the lifestyle it provides you i think when you live in this small little box it it does force you to go out and experience things like today i could go do anything we could go for a hike we could go fish we could go mountain bike or you know whatever you want to do um having this tiny little space and being in a place like colorado with so much to do outside really does force you to enjoy being outdoors the climate here is also great for that i mean it doesn't get humid at all like everybody always talks about this dry heat but it really is a big deal like even on a really hot day we can put our awning down and sit outside and just enjoy the day which is fantastic and i think that's what rv life kind of is all about is just setting yourself up in a way to experience things that you don't normally get to experience and that's kind of what we're doing out here i'm a little lucky that i'm a fishing guide and that's what I do all day for work is take people fishing. So I'm a little, you know, spoiled in that sense, but it really does allow you. And I think it opens up your mind in a way to experience life a little differently. Um, not that having a home is bad. I mean, we'll certainly have a home someday, but right now I think the RV is the most cost effective way to live out here. And that's another reason a lot of people are doing this. They're working from home or they have these jobs that um, travel around a little bit and it can be a really cheap way to live out here for example i think we pay 800 dollars a month um i think it's like 835 or something that includes extra money to park the the boat and an extra vehicle here at the campground we stay at and for the valley that is insanely low for a one-bedroom apartment like in this in the city we're closest to, you're looking at paying probably twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month for a nice place. If you have multiple roommates, maybe a little less. But split between me and my girlfriend, we're each paying what four hundred dollars a month to live out here, which is insane. There are other expenses like propane and stuff, but we've found a good system with the space heaters to where we don't run our heater hardly at all, just at night, and that saves us a bunch of money. On propane, another thing to look for if you're going to a campground with a full service hookup is whether or not the electric and stuff is metered. So for for example, this KOA, nothing is metered, so we can use as much water, we can use as much electricity as we want. We don't pay any more um, or any less for it. So that's a really good deal. It's really nice in the summer when it gets really hot. You're not worried about like trying to save money and not run the AC. We can just blast the AC and be comfortable, which is is really big. There's another campground we're looking at for the winter that has metered electric, and, and it just is what it is. I mean, it's a built-in cost. But either way, living in an RV is certainly going to be cheaper as far as rent goes um, than 
getting a place like an apartment or whatever out here in Colorado, which is sick. I think our end goal or dream is to buy some land and live in the RV while we're able to build a house or bring something in. I'm really interested in these container homes. I don't know if you all have seen them, but they're pretty sweet. They There's some companies out of Texas and, and other various companies, but they take those big shipping containers and they're making them into, I guess it's a little tiny home almost. It's pretty much like living in an RV. It's the same sort of systems, tankless hot water heaters, window units for air and stuff. Uh, same kind of concept. They're just a little bigger and they're more customizable. It's pretty cool how you can stack them and you can have balconies up on top and whatever. So I don't know. I'm really interested in that. I don't know how that all is going to go. The issue out here is kind of finding a spot to purchase. Um, land is very, very expensive everywhere, obviously, but especially in Colorado. And then the other issue is water rights. So water rights in the state are very, very tricky. You don't want to purchase somewhere where you're not going to be able to get water. There are some places out kind of by where you are that people pot their water in. So they just fill up these big water tanks and they, they truck them in every day or and not every day, you know, every week or month or whatever. I don't know how long it takes. It's certainly a possibility. I would much rather have a well, but then you get into, do you have land that is even viable to dig a well? How long is the well going to last? And then it, bringing in electric and all these different remote areas. So there's a lot to consider if you're going to be looking at going down that route. It's it's where we would like to be. I would love like 30 to 50 acres or something, just some land out here, still close to town to where you can still access things. But I don't know. I, th I think there's something to, um, something to the state and just being kind of feeling that being in nature and connected to that and having some land, I think would be sweet. But it is definitely a, a money thing. But that's why we're living in the RV right now is just kind of, trying to save up some money. Last year was a big money year for me, purchasing the RV, a drift boat, a bunch of fishing things, a new truck, all those various accessories. So we're kind of rebuilding that money and then hopefully setting ourselves up to yeah, purchase something and then bring something in. But <clears throat> that's where the RV can really, I think, help you help you achieve those goals. I mean, we have a place that feels like our home it's mobile, so we're not tied down to one spot. I mean, if we wanted to leave the campground tomorrow, we could. We don't have a lease. It's just month to month. So once we pay for a month, we're here for that month. But if we want to leave, we can. And I think it does give you a lot of flexibility and a feeling of not being tied down as much. Although, I mean, we both have jobs here in the Valley. It's not like we can just like leave whenever we want. But there is this feeling of living in an RV where it's like, oh, like, if we wanted to take our home to Moab tomorrow, we we could, you know, and that's a good feeling. And it's just a different, I don't know, it's just a different way of life. And I think touring maybe prepared us for that, where you're on a bus 200 whatever days a year. And it just kind of taught you to go with the flow and be flexible. And yeah, I don't know, living in the RV kind of feels that way. But at the same time, it still feels like our home and kind of your safe spot and we're me and my girlfriend are both kind of finding our spots in the rv that we can just decompress and relax in because that's a big thing for me especially when i'm 
guiding every day and talking, connecting with people. I need this space to come back to that is my own to just decompress and relax for a little bit. And I'm I'm very, very happy with how we have the, the RV set up set up this year. I think it's I think it's definitely what we needed and is gonna allow us to recharge and recuperate after yeah, just long work weeks and days and, and whatever and yeah, I don't I don't know if those things um resonate with you all or not. I I guess as I'm thinking about it, the other thing to consider in, in RV living is definitely climate. Um I would probably not recommend living in a cold climate <laughs> with the RV, even though that's exactly what we're gonna be doing this winter. Um the only thing is is just staying on top of things like water lines and sewer and all this stuff, like when you get really, really cold weather you don't want stuff freezing, obviously, your water lines um, and having this system in place. RV is actually set up pretty well for being a four-season camper, um, meaning we can you know, stay in it during the winter. All of our bays are heated, and then all of our water lines are run um, just above the subfloor. So that means when the RV is warm inside, um, those lines aren't freezing, which is huge. And it just comes with little tricks. I know I we haven't done like the full through winter living yet. We stayed a couple of years ago at a campground during the winter and it snowed like 13 inches. So we have a little bit of feel of like what it would be like. But you can put up those little um, kind of shields or whatever dividers um, between the ground and the bottom of your RV. That just helps wind and snow and things from blowing underneath. Helps keep it insulated a little better. So that's something we're looking into this winter. Um, but once again, I mean the the space heaters has been the huge thing for us running the space heaters all day when we're here that just cuts down on needing to run the propane heater saves us on money in in that sense but if you're living in it in the winter you're just going to have to pay for propane that's just that's just how it is it's another one of those little expenses but it's still going to be cheaper to do that than probably buy a house or rent somewhere out here at least at this time just with the housing market and everything going on so we're okay paying that cost, but I think it's something that is important to remember when you're trying to get into this. And I think the final thing is just be prepared for various costs to come up. Um, things happen, things break, you always need something to fix something. So treat the RV as a home. I think initially when I bought the RV, I wasn't as prepared for that as I should have been. I was treating it more like just like a vehicle where not to say you don't have maintenance and stuff on a car. Obviously you do, but it doesn't feel the same as like, oh, I need to put a new roof on my house. It, the, having an RV is similar to that. You're going to have things that need to be taken care of. Re be prepared to have cash on hand to pay for those things. Because the last thing you want to do is neglect something because you don't have the money. And then it compounds and compounds and makes the problem worse. And then you have to make a decision about getting rid of the RV or fixing it or all these things. And I've gone through that mental peril when we had that water damage and a little bit of mold in the back. I was I was so ready to just sell it off and get rid of it, not deal with it. I'm very glad that that's not what happened. Um, but I definitely went through that emotional roller coaster of being frustrated about buying something and having these surprises um, come up and just not knowing how to fix it or be, you know, I wasn't prepared and we've learned and I'm very thankful for that. And now I feel much better about diagnosing problems. I think the other thing is 
Yeah. RV forums are actually really, really helpful for any questions about this. So I use the IRV2. It's IRV number two. I think it's .com. And they have just a huge amount of information. You can go in and search all these different threads and stuff. I've posted multiple threads in there. People have gotten back to me pretty quickly. I've been able to diagnose electrical issues and various things like that because of them, which is is a very, very unique website that I feel like actually gives you like really good information. And it it's cool being a part of a community. I think that's the other thing. I love being at campgrounds in the summer, like the the KOA we stay at. I love the hustle and bustle. Everybody's very friendly. And most of these people are out here on vacation, just enjoying um, the place that we live. And so it's, it's cool to be a part of that. And everybody's very friendly. And just just something about the vibe. It's kind of the same vibe as like the lake in the summer where everybody's out there having a good time grilling and all this stuff. It just yeah, I don't know, it feels feels good to be a part of that community. And it's fun to say that you live in an RV full time. It's definitely not something that we want to do forever, but for right now, it's something different. And I'm glad we've been able to, I don't know, I'm glad we've been able to experience it. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And to say that we finally did it and that it's not been a letdown has been really, really cool. So I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for what we've been doing. And I'm excited for just the flexibility and money saving it's provided us. Um, Hopefully these things have been helpful or a little insightful to you all. Um, Just if you're curious about RV life or if you're actually thinking about making RV living a part of your life. Um, certainly reach out if you have any more questions. I don't, it's kind of a broad spectrum analysis of like what it means to live in an RV, but those are kind of the, the big things. It's, it is a transition. It takes a while to get used to a smaller space, but once you figure it out, I think it can be really helpful. You can also buy RVs that are massive and way nicer than the one we have. Um, we have a class C with no slide outs, so we're pretty limited on floor plan. But some of these big fifth wheel um, trailers, they're so nice. I mean, they're sweet, multiple bedrooms, raised platforms for your living spaces, slide outs. I mean, they're they're nicer than apartments that I've had in the past. So <laughs> it's certainly an option if you have the capital to do that. If we had the money to do it, we certainly would. But uh, it's a little out of our price range at this point in time. But maybe someday we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this was something you find a little bit insightful. It's certainly a way of life that's becoming more popular, but I think a lot of people kind of glam it up and make it seem like this really amazing thing, which I'm not saying it's not. It it definitely is. But I think it's important to be prepared for some of these things. When you're living full time in your RV, you have to think through a few of those things and make sure that you're prepared um, in case you have issues, in case you have uh, things, things come up that you have to fix, pour money into, whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, thank you guys as usual for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Mellow Mondays podcast coming to you every Monday around, I don't know, 9 a.m. Mountain time, sometime like that. We don't really know. We're still finding our schedule, but uh, every Monday we'll be here bringing you just some thoughts I had during the week. Thank you guys, and we'll uh, catch you guys later.